0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random X a Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show.
2: Hello. Welcome to episode 15 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. I learned to count, I got it right this time. <laughs> and today, you got Ty, we have Eric, and Martin. Luke's here, but he's uh, not really here. <laughs> Probably won't hear much from him today, but uh, we're gonna just be answering some questions because um, we can't come up with the content anymore. We need you to do it for us.
3: Yeah. So thank you lazy. for that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, uh, so you want to just start it off right off the bat? I think. Hey uh, man, I...
2: you got the questions. I don't got them, so you got to right. do it.
3: Well, I think we start off with the most interesting one. So if you guys, this will be like past-
2: this. This will be like TSN's the quiz intermission segment, right?
3: Oh, perfect! Just, Just thirty question, minutes of that. questions, questions <laughs>
1: yeah. off the cuff.
2: Am yeah. I the
3: quizmaster now? Yeah,
1: You're
3: You're like quizmaster, Eric. Okay, quizmaster Eric. First question: Jack Eichel. What would a Jack Eichel trade look like to you guys? And what teams do you think uh, can he can he possibly be traded to? So I assume we're gonna try to think outside of the Atlantic Division here because uh, I highly doubt a Jack Eichel trade ever happened, not saying it will, Buffalo fans, but if it did, uh I don't think they would do it in division. So what teams do you think would be contenders for Jack Eichel and uh what kind of uh what would you look at as like the minimum kind of haul required to obtain him?
2: Um is this going to be the first time where a GM trades himself off of a team? <laughs> GM Michael trading himself?
3: Yeah. He's gonna GM Eichel's gonna trade himself because Bottrel can't get it done for him, so <laughs> yeah, um, gonna have to get done.
2: Well, hey, they, they gotta hope the bottle gets a better return than he got for Ryan O'Reilly, handed St. Louis a Stanley Cup. I'm sure they're thanking him for that. So yeah, uh,
3: for sure they have they can't get anything like they have to get surefire guys like with the St. Louis trade they didn't really get anything like Patrick Berglund's gone, Sabatka's awful um thompson, tage thompson yeah yeah tage was... thompson hasn't really turned out well uh the first round pick that they got i think they traded away for something else i'm pretty sure um yeah so yeah they didn't really get much
1: but Ike, i could eichel is... would get even more though too like
3: oh yeah well like eichel's like any he, there... he's on a good contract not there... that ryan there's... o'reilly wasn't
1: there's not much you can get though to like replace eichel technically it kind of has to be like the Carlson trade, where you like luck, luck into some
2: a team being good... bad, <laughs> yeah, the team, a team that trades in s- being so, bad. So, what Sucking. teams
3: do you guys think that could potentially just think they're going to be good, but then end up like being awful, right? So, like, do if you I'm think looking, that's what
1: Buffalo looks for? Or like, I don't think
3: they will look for it because I don't think they're smart enough, and I think it's a hard you know bet to make on a team regardless because i don't think ottawa went into that san jose trade thinking that they're that the first round pick would end up being top five right like there's no way they thought that because i don't think anyone had san jose even in the bottom 10 teams let alone bottom three um so but like if you're looking at team like i'm just looking at a list of teams that could potentially fall off like let's say next season um you know maybe the Flames could potentially fall off a little bit. They get some bad goaltending Giordano. You know, he's not getting any younger. Uh, I, and they don't really have a second line outside who could chuck. I think that's possible. But
1: now they will. They would have with Eichel.
3: That's true. You see, that's, a, that's a tricky <laughs> the tricky thing, the, right? the other
1: thing is Eichel will be better suited wherever he goes than Carlson was in San
2: Yeah. Carlson was on the wrong side of 30, and he had a –
3: i mean but carlson was still very good like right like san jose still added a net positive player it was just that everyone else on their team was just regressed heavily Mm -hmm. a lot of the older guys stopped performing Mm -hmm. pavelski left like that was kind of what happened there so it's not like with eichel you're obviously getting a better player than carlson was when the trade got done but he's he still was a net positive so I don't know. It's kind of hard. It's it's such a hard trade even to even think about I, making because I that's think a lot if you look, like that.
1: I think if you look at a legit team that like should make a move for him, like someone like New York Rangers come directly to mind. Very yeah. Quickly, just keep them in the state, and like that's a team that's very quickly up and coming. You add a someone like Jack Eichel. I don't know their cap situation that well, but. There. They're right they up against it. the cap
2: man. Yeah, see they the problem a, is
3: they don't have the cap space, right? 10, like, you gotta clear out ten deal. million. Cause I think let's see, for next season they have sixteen million dollars in cap space, so they could fit him in. But D'Angelo needs a new contract, Georgiev needs a new contract, Ryan Strom needs a new contract contract. So they have some guys that are gonna get paid like big money. And then Bushnevich after next season needs a deal. So the season after that they have to get He's going to have to get paid. Um, but then again, Brendan Smith and Mark Stahl leave after 2021. 2020, and Lundqvist. 2021. And Lundqvist. So the, so but they I do feel like a team
1: like offense. that, a team like that New York, need, needs to do something, right? Like they need to make lashes. I, I think I
3: agree with you. Yeah. Because if I'm looking, like if I'm just looking at Cap right the now process. Is the best way to kind of gauge it. If they just don't sign Ryan Strom, and they, tr- they include him in a Jack Eichel deal, they could probably make the cap situation work for next season. Maybe try to, like, if you're bringing in Jack Eichel, you're going to have to give up significant assets, right? So, like, they'll have to give up Ryan Strom, probably Buchnevich, and then probably a couple prospects. If I'm Buffalo, I'm trying to get Kako, I'm trying to get Philippe Scheidel, I'm trying to get Angelo. Keto, sorry. Gotta correct uh, you all the do... time
2: on pronunciations.
3: <laughs> Thank. You. That's the only reason we have you on the podcast. Yeah, I know. Say stupid <laughs> stuff and correct us on uh pronunciation. On butchering names. You you, you could <laughs> definitely get ideas.
1: rid of. You could definitely get rid of Ryan Strom if you got Eiko because Strom. They're playing Ryan Strom would
2: be expendable right? at that point. Just don't yeah, sign exactly.
3: him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, he's an RFA, so you just include him in the trade, or you put him in a separate trade to get assets to then give to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the Rangers could actually make it work. Like, I, Martin, you kind of just convinced me into it because I didn't even think about this, but I'm looking at what they have, and they have the top prospects and the contracts that are movable enough to kind of give to bu- Buffalo. Because if I'm Buffalo, like, Georgiev's tempting for me. D'Angelo mm-hmm. might be tempting for me, although I don't think they'll want to give him up. Kako is very tempting. Like, I would give up, if I'm New York, i give up Kako for Eichel, right? For sure. Hundred percent. Like because even, even if Kako turns into a star, a, like a top top star in the league, he's not going to be Eichel. Yeah,
2: this is where I think that um, that the traits like this are hard because Eichel is legit, but I think a lot of people don't think he's legit. Part partially because he's on Buffalo, maybe, but um, I, I think that people don't think he's as good as he is. Like he's probably mm-hmm. like right there with Matthews. Like like not as good as Matthews in my opinion, but just behind him. Right, he's good. Yeah. Um, They're sure, the also the
3: player, for sure. Yeah. yeah,
2: but I think that people might think that he's not uh, like fans of these of teams who might want to look to trade for him, might not think that he's good, maybe just because he's on Buffalo again. But I also think that this might be a case of teams maybe overvaluing their prospects, right? They, I think they will I think they might try to take advantage of Buffalo being like, I, maybe we're assuming in this case that, that Eichel's requesting a trade, right? Because I think that's mm-hmm. what it would have come down to. If they don't make the playoffs next year, I could actually see this happening, right? eichel requesting a trade like yeah and i, I think that teams completely. might not oh, yeah. be wanting to give up prospects like Kako, maybe if the rangers if we're talking about it in the in the hypothetical that the rangers i don't think that the rangers would want to give them up well it so they'll try to take Kako advantage of buffalo
1: um i i think trading a superstar you automatically lose yeah because <sighs> like you're not going to get the return because the superstar is normally forcing the trade like the yeah. team knows you're, you're getting forced out of him so like you're you're looking down the, down a trade at the end of a shotgun, pretty much. Um, yeah. So it's like so, a forced move.
2: Yeah, this it's hard. It's hard to say. Like I think the the question was initially like, what would an eichel trade look like, or who like potential trades? Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to. You got to make the salary match, but I'm sure certainly they're going to want some top prospects, right? I could see a team. Like, maybe on the West Coast, like like Anaheim, LA Kings, you know, maybe on those those teams that are kind of rebuilding, but maybe just on the cusp of, of taking it to the next level, a player like I could definitely help them out. They might have the prospects to give them up. Like, Anaheim could trade, like, Sam Steele. They could trade... Yeah, and um,
3: Anaheim's difficult because they have so much salary locked in for next season. Like, they only have $8 million in cap space going into next year. Hmm. And they and have... That's the other hard Deacon part. man. Sony Milano... They need a backup goalie because Ryan Miller's contract's done. And then they have a bunch of guys on IR right now, Kessler, Eric and Branson, Patrick Eves, and then retained salary. Oh, the stupidest thing in the world that they did. They bought out Corey Perry's contract when he still had one more season left. So now they have four years of $2 million on them. (laughs) They have $6 million locked on to Corey Perry's contract for next season.
2: I could see a team like I t see a team like Montreal maybe doing it too. Like they maybe give up and division.
3: Like I don't think who cares. that happens.
2: It's a team that you play an extra t- one or two times a year. In division doesn't really matter my, like it shouldn't matter as much, but I know that there are GMs out there who are like Well, I think it matters I'm not trading in because my division. Eichel's
3: the reason why they won't make the playoffs because Montreal will hundred percent be a playoff team if they added Eichel.
2: If Buffalo trades Eichel, they're rebuilding again, so it doesn't matter.
3: That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: It like I don't I don't think Buffalo should trade Eichel. Like there's zero percent chance in my mind that they should trade Eichel. They should do everything they can to build around him. Yeah. And they're not doing
3: very well, well at it. Right? Thing <laughs> is, <laughs> even if they go through another rebuild, what's the odds they get a player like Jack Eichel again, right? Like mm-hmm. the odds of getting a top ten player in the NHL or even if you want to say top, let's say top 20, it's so rare to get those guys. Like, you can go through another two or three drafts and getting top five picks and still not get a player like Jack Eichel on your team. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I Buffalo, Buffalo's in a tough spot. Like, they're in a, the, one of the hardest v- divisions in the league um, mm-hmm. with a bunch of teams that don't look to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, so, building, team that could make it over that division is probably going to be extremely difficult for them all right Um,
3: okay so i'm gonna read out a trade here and then you tell me if let's say we you have to trade eichel you request a trade whatever i'm gonna read off some trades just from the kind of the teams that we mentioned and let me know your thoughts so let's see if i'm looking at montreal there's got to be a top prospect in there so i'm thinking
2: Oh, Paling and Miami, I think.
3: I'm thinking Cole Caulfield, Max Domi, and you know maybe throw in a couple of second rounders or another prospect like Jake Evans into there. You take that, that. ain't the right even close, prospect. dude. You don't. That think ain't that.
2: even close.
3: Domi, Caulfield, Jake
2: Domi's, Evans. Domi's a isn't Domi a free agent?
3: He's an rfa so they yeah. he, he's still locked him down so you're getting a max domi top six forward top six center second line center um you're getting caulfield potential num- uh, first line winger and then you're getting a guy like jake evans who looks like he's going to be a four to five defenseman no, maybe maybe i don't, like, I don't in, like this maybe you throw in romanov Ro- very people people are very high on romanov um so you're looking at Romanov, Cole Caulfield, and Max Domi for Jack Eichel, and picks or nothing. <laughs> let's say, say just let's say just that, or maybe like a second rounder. or Wait, something. I like got that. a quick
2: question: Isn't Jake Evans a for Jake Evans is a forward?
3: So yeah, I was talking about Romanov for the defenseman. Okay, like Sorry. what
1: does that do? Like, what does that really do for Buffalo? Like Domi isn't getting younger. Like, he's not old, but he's not getting younger.
2: I mean, Domi's he's Domi's Domi garbage defensively.
1: Like, <laughs>
2: Yeah,
3: he is. But Jack Eichel <laughs> isn't exactly a star defensively either. He's just meh. right? But
2: still, Jack Eichel, again, is a top. He, yeah. He's in that tier with Matthews.
3: But that's the thing, right? Because if you're, if you're looking at it from the other team's perspective too, you can't give up like four, you can't give four really good assets for one player. You know what I mean? Like yeah. especially in a cap world where entry level contracts are very important. Like if you if you start throwing in three or four really good prospects, the cap situation for you is just going to be such a mess because you won't have players to come cheaply to replace. Because like if you give up Cole Caulfield, Alexander Romanov, and Jake Evans, let's just say, um, let's just say that's what they they Montreal did. You're giving up three entry-level contracts, you're giving up three potential NHL players who look like they will be NHL players, and you're giving up your second-line center in Max Domi. It's hard.
0: It's just a very hard trade to make. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE, all caps. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Guys, are you looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BlueWire. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E com promo code Bluewire.
2: I think yeah, it's looking at trades for star players, it's always hard to predict them because, well, firstly, like if you're if you're an analyst looking at it right here, Buffalo person you're saying jack eichel is our team and we need to be compensated fairly and if you're if you're the other team trading for him right like it's in my they're they're always trying to not get they're trying to always undervalue the player that they're trading for right yeah they're not wanting to but but jack eichel is worth those prospects in my opinion i just think cockney Yemi paling and 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 someone else like a coffee as well would go in there
3: they need buffalo needs a current nhl player I think they just need guys on their team, which is why I'm saying Max Domi. And they and Montreal obviously they need to give up salary in the deal too. Like they have some cap mm-hmm. space for next season, but they're gonna have some RFAs they need to sign and then process and, I, and they don't wanna lo- have all that money locked down. So I just I'm think thinking the Buffalo Max wouldn't Dome be looking Dome.
2: for looking for a yeah, I think Max Dome could go in that trade, but I think Montreal like has the assets to do it and the cap space. So I think that's I just, a team that they might do you look
3: really at? think they give up three really good prospects? That's yeah. the question, I guess. I would. He, he, that's, that's tough, man. Because if Romanov becomes a top-four defender... I'm not
2: saying Romanov. I'm, Ro- I'm not trading oh, Romanov. Okay,
3: so you're saying you saying, uh, Paling and Cockney-Annie. And, and Caulfield. I'm look, but if I'm Buffalo and I'm looking at that, I'm not very high on Paling. I'm not very high on cockney And then Caulfield, I guess I'm pretty high on. But like...
1: What about Suzuki? Or are we throwing? Like, like I Suzuki, would give Suzuki. I would I give Domi. Think
3: Suzuki would make the trade a little bit more interesting. You take out Paling and you put in Suzuki into that trade. I like that trade a lot. Okay.
2: Better. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but um, I still think you need to throw in an NHL player, too.
2: Domi. It,
3: yeah.
1: And it's kind of like why, though? Like, Eichel's not much older than any of those guys. Like, you're kind of just, like, Buffalo, you're just. Doing
3: a trade. Well, this is a this is, this is assuming Buffalo has to do it, right? Like Eichel's, like I want to trade out of here.
1: But like, why did why do they have? He's under contract with. But like,
2: because
3: yeah, he's he's to to
1: pissed. dude, he's gonna
2: be he's gonna be then twenty four <laughs> next year, and he's never made the playoffs, and this team has not gotten better.
3: Hey, Michael Jordan did make the oh he's gonna, for the first he's seven gonna be... seasons of his career. I'm just dude. Did you out.
2: see how pissed how pissed off he was in his 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 press conference like two weeks ago?
3: That was michael
1: jordan
3: I, no eichel. jack eichel <laughs> okay i was just like what
1: i, I get it I, hello I get it.
3: A eichel, talking hockey
1: be... podcast <laughs> well
3: like they, okay, okay. sorry go
1: a guy like a, a guy like eichel is bred to win yeah like he just wants to win so he's pissed like of course he hasn't played a meaningful game of hockey technically this like hey man give the Sabres the banner four years they, of were, life. they
2: were first place in the Atlantic in November last season never forget they, they, they'll put true. up the banner for that and they beat the Leafs that one time on the back to back
3: yeah but so, so here's my thing like I just mentioned how Michael Jordan and make didn't win, win a title until seventh season and the first I think I want to say two seasons of his career he didn't even make the playoffs so Jack Eichel going into his this is his fifth season correct me if I'm wrong Mm-hmm. 2015
1: draft. Yeah. I think I think exactly. Buffalo will look a lot different next year when Rasmus Dahling is a full-fledged 20 year old cuz he's been a teenager for his NHL career so far. But, but right? what so else like, is
3: coming into Buffalo right now? They're, they're right? hoping like, look, that they need look at that they have team. half their team is UF like their entire look at their cap friendly right now and look at their forward group. Okay? So Wayne oh, Simmons UFA, Michael Frolick UFA, Jimmy Vezzi UFA. Zemgis gergensen how the hell you say his name UFA Joan johan Larson UFA and then Kubalik are sorry not Kubalik Cahun, of Victor Olafson and Curtis Le- Lazar all Rfas so they could like completely change this team around next season and have a completely different forward group but they don't have guys to bring in <laughs> like who are they gonna put in their so, Cousins?
2: when they're looking at their the, the sabers right you got You have Eichel on your forward group. You have Eichel. You you have Mm -hmm. Reinhardt, who's legit, like first line forward, I think. You You have have Skinner. Skinner, You have Skinner. And their second line is, and after that, in their forward group, they got nobody. They have to hope that Cousins turns out, right? That's what they're hoping for right now.
1: Yeah. Wait, who'd you say their top line was? Olofsson's up there, right? Olofsson is like, okay,
2: whatever. Olofsson's there as well. But I'm saying, like, in regards to their center. Reinhardt's
1: pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Reinhardt's
2: there. Skinner didn't have a good season, but like they got they they are they not that they mess up on the draft picks, right? But um, like Middlestat didn't turn out. Alex Nielander didn't turn out. I mean, they flipped him, but he didn't turn out right. Their forward picks that they've taken in the past couple of drafts that were high picks didn't turn out as good as they are. So right now they are hoping that Dylan Cousins becomes like a legit second line center behind Eichel. That's what they're banking on at this point yeah next year and that's the only way well, that they be get better
1: they have a pick this year right well
2: sure but still but we're talking about next season you think that like someone's got to step in that's there for their saying, second though, next
3: season I don't see any possibility of them getting better because even if let's say cousins comes in and he's a good player, he isn't a difference maker next season
1: hey hey you know who they could use
3: who?
1: Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs>
3: okay. Honestly though, yes. All
1: right. You know what?
2: I think let's let's leave it there. We've talked about Eichel and the Sabres enough. Right, yeah.
1: I would I would just like I would just like to say. Go ahead. I would just like to say that they have Rasmus Dalin and uh, what's his face? Henry Yokoharu. Yeah. Who are both very good young You see their defensemen. defense montour. Their defense who looks good. Supposed to be good.
3: Their defense looks very it. good. Dave, Jake nope. McCabe is still solid. And Don't then forget Rasmus vs. Rasmus. Okay, wait. Did you guys see the trade rumors about Rasmus vs. to the Leafs? I was like, in what world would uh, Kyle Dubis? <laughs>
1: where did you see oh, the tape talk?
3: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was I
1: swear up. he just makes up like crazy ass rumors just to get I comments. Think, I
3: honestly think <laughs> no, but I saw it on Leafs Nation news or something like that too. It was like every it was everywhere. But I don't I don't know where it originally oh it came from an originally came from like some article on the score, I wanna say. So like it just whatever happened, regardless, it was just like I was just like, in what world would an analytics GM want Rasmus Ristolainen on their team?
1: Is is Buffalo one of those teams that maybe should trade their they
3: first should trade round pick? No, they shouldn't trade their first round pick because they don't know if they're going to – unless they can get a really good young player, but no teams give mm-hmm. up good young players for first round picks anymore. Like, when's the last time we saw a trade I
1: one? don't know, but, like, this first round pick is so valuable, right? Because, like, they're saying how top good five this top, or top 10 is. Se-
3: oh, yeah, top 10, whatever it is.
1: So they have like, to figure out where it is. a valuable first-round first pick. They have to figure out, but the player won't be in the league for at least like a year and a half, like, like for a bit at least. Yeah, like, and then but
3: then it's the then it's the discussion of do they want to go all in and try to keep Eichel or do they want to build the franchise for the long term and just pray it works out? Kind of like there's no good option for both. They
1: right? have to they have to make the playoffs soon. Or Eichel will be like next year, man. Killing next people.
2: year is their is there season. They have to make it.
3: Do? I think. I think they. I think the GM. I think Botterill literally has to sit down with Eichel, and you have to consider. You have to talk to him literally as if he's your like your GM. <laughs> like you have to talk to him no. like he's your assistant GM, or because he is that franchise player, and you have to talk to him and go, "Okay." Well, him I hear, and Dolly. Here's my. Like you have to. Yeah. Maybe see you sit both Zimbo, down, okay. but Darlene's young, young enough now where two years in the league, it's not too big of an issue. It's where mm-hmm. Jack Eichel's five years in and they still look too
1: But does out. he see a Jack Eichel and be like, oh, that's my future? <laughs>
3: yeah, that's true. But like they, I think he has to sit Eichel down and go like, okay, so here's my options. I have this first round pick. It's a top 10 pick, maybe even top five, depending on the lottery. We can either We can try to look for a trade with this pick. But there's no guarantee even with that we make the playoffs. But if we don't trade this pick, we're building our team for the long term. We hit on this pick. We get a Noel Gunler. We get an Anton Lundell. We get a whoever, Jamie Drysdale, whoever it is. And mm-hmm. they build for the future, right? So he has to sit down because if Michael's like, okay, if I we don't make the playoffs next season, I'm going to request a trade. He may have to just go all in and trade the pick for a younger player and hope it works out.
2: All right. One last thing that Perfect. I want to say, and then we can move on to another question. Yeah, we've talked about um, this for 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, speaking of Rasmus Dalin, um, imagine how good the Sabres would look right now with Svechnikov there. Might have also oh. been the wrong pick. Not the wrong pick. He's a great player, but. Still. I think it's
3: too early. Yeah, it's too early to say that for sure. But yeah, obviously, Svechnikov was a better player the last two seasons than Rasmus Dalin was. But All right. Okay, so now let's answer the rest of the questions. We'll spend another, like, 20 minutes, answer the rest of these questions here, and then uh, get on with it. So uh, one of the interesting questions that I saw that I kind of thought would be interesting to discuss was, is Datsuk on the same level as Crosby and Ovechkin?
2: Is Evolving Wild asking this question?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, on- but honestly, I think that's a valid question. Like, Datsuk was by far one... Of- he was basically the old Bergeron, if you look at it, Right. Like, except better offensively and probably just as good defensively. Like, Datsuk was a monster, right? And he was one of the, like, his D, de- and he wasn't just, like, good analytically. You watch that guy play. He was deking everybody out. You, there's that famous clip of, you know, him deking out Logan Couture and making him look like an idiot. Like, Datsuk was, you know, arguably right up there with ev- all the other top players in the game.
2: I think he was... I, I would put him up there. I would put him like a top five player in his time. For sure. If we're talking about like the like early 2010s, my top three players would definitely be Crosby still, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would have Ovechkin. And then I would actually have Jonathan Taves. And then I'd probably have Datsuk there, number four.
3: I don't know if Datsuk would be for the 2010s, but the tw- the 2000s, I think he has to be there.
1: It, it brings up an interesting conversation, though, like... Cause I think Crosby and Ovechkin are competing more so competing to be like top five guys in the world, ever. Yeah. And I don't think Datsuk's really in that conversation.
3: But I think there's a strong conversation to be had that Datsuk could be a top twenty player of all time. He yeah. was
2: yeah. he was oh, your guy who could do 20. anything. He was your guy who could do anything.
3: But I don't think I don't think play, many people talk about Ovech. I don't think many people talk about Ovechkin being top five. I think most people...
1: Elliot Friedman was just talking about it. Really?
3: Because I, yeah. I you, Okay, so I'm 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 only basing this off of
1: like if Ovechkin gets the scoring record. Yeah. How do you not talk about him?
3: See, but the thing is, I think the top five is so like entrenched already. Like you have Gretzky, Lemieux, or how, and then five is kind of up for debate, right?
2: McDavid, Crosby, whatever. And then you're talking Who's about McDavid,
3: but then again like everyone has different. I think that four, it's like it's there. Like that's the four. And then you're talking about you're talking about Crosby, you're talking about, you know, all these different legendary players. And then maybe and then like some people were saying like and then you're and then how how do you rank defensemen as well? Gets kind of difficult. But I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think I would ever make the argument of oh, veterans top I think maybe you can make a top. 10 I don't. Argument. I don't think
1: I would. I don't think I would either. Um, I think you
3: can make a strong it, top ten it, argument.
1: I think it is a valid conversation, if especially if he does break the scoring record. This is about Datsuk. Boys, get back on topic.
3: But oh, like, but that's an. But as was Dats Datsuk at the top of his game, right? Let's say two thousand five to two thousand ten.
1: He's not the experience. same type of player as them.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. he wasn't. Think, he wasn't the big goal scorer, big point getter, right? Like even though he had some really good seasons, he yeah. didn't put up top top point totals, which kind of get you into that conversation.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think I. I, I don't think he would be up up there. But he was. he's he's a legit player. Like he's your, he's a just like an all around guy. you can throw out in any situation. Mm. Doesn't matter.
3: I th- I mm-hmm. I just think I would have Datsuk as a consideration for a top twenty player of all time, and then I would have wow. the same with Ovechkin, and then Crosby for me he's gonna end up top five.
1: Mm-hmm. He won a lot of Lady Bings, <laughs> which is a cool trophy to win.
3: <laughs> to, I guess, and he won a lot of Selkies too, right? Like he mm-hmm. he was the he consistently won it or was consistently top three for basically a decade. Mm-hmm. So,
1: mm-hmm. which is a really impressive trophy, obviously. Too. Yeah, like this. I think that's, the, I think winning the Lady Bing and winning the Sel- Selkie show, because like, the Lady Bing is you exemplify it. It's pretty much if you get the least penalty minutes, yeah, you're still sick. Exactly. Um, so winning
3: the Selkie be, being the best defensive player, and not taking penalties, like,
1: that's exactly, exactly, impressive. it shows how good you are yeah. at being defensive. Like you can strip the puck without committing a penalty. I agree.
3: It's, the Datsuk
2: stick it, lifts, man.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But but Datsuk should be talked about like, like a player like Bergeron.
3: But I think Datsuk um, was a Bergeron. different level to Bergeron, in my opinion, anyways. Like, I think he's just kind of in, like, Bergeron's in that second tier underneath the Crosby's and Ovechkin's and Datsuk's for me, personally. So that's the way I see it. I see Datsuk as a little bit better and just a little higher up, anyways. Mm-hmm. Because Datsuk uh, had the flash ability that Bergeron just doesn't have. Yeah, that's my that's kind of yeah. the way I see it. Like Datsuk had all the great advanced stats and everything that made him look like he was the best player in the league or one of them. But then he also just had, you know, the incredible like f- the flashiness that we put on to top top players, right? Like no, yeah, no, you can so-
1: sell a lot of tickets. Yeah,
3: like Datsuk was Datsuk. a star because you could watch mm-hmm. him play and still be amazed. Whereas Bert, no, I like I don't like I would. Go watch Bergeron because he's an amazing player. But I don't, I don't buy a ticket to watch Bergeron do his thing. I buy a ticket to watch Pasternak and Marcia and do their thing, right? So that that's my just take on it.
2: All right, next.
3: All right, next question. Um, actually, I want to hear this from Martin because Martin wrote, wrote an article on this that we have yet to post. Uh, what trade directly led to a cup? And Martin, I feel like you know what I'm talking about.
1: Um, I know what you're talking about. Um, I forget. My, talking uh, the mic, I wrote the wrote this article a long t- time ago, so I'm not remembering the trade that well. But it was Jeff Carter to the Kings. I think it directly led to a cup. They didn't give up much for Jack Johnson, in round one pick yeah. in, in 2012, right at the trade deadline. And that year, L.A. goes on and wins a cup.
3: Yeah, that was their first cup, right, so you, 2012?
1: Because you bring in Jeff Carter, who had played with Mike Richards back in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and they were buddies then. And then Jeff Carter goes on to win another cup with the Kings, right? So I would say that trade – was probably one of the biggest.
3: I think yeah.
1: Acquisitions hey, that directly I have, led to a cup. I have an
2: answer.
3: And then. One I'm, that directly led to a cup. Ryan O'Reilly. That's the other one.
2: I actually have Marion Gabrick. Oh. Similar with the similar with the um, Jeff Carter to the Kings, right? I think that was in 2014. Let me just look it up quickly. It would be 2012? nice if I had these.
1: 2012. Um, it's
3: 2012.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, he was a. Uh, 2013, 2014, the LA Kings. Who so, Gabrick.
1: Who Gabrick? Gabrick, Okay.
3: Oh, uh, so mean. we're saying the Kings made two key trades Cup. Yeah. Uh,
2: let me, let to me look back, up. You know. Let me look up that his because he came to the Kings and he had a crazy playoffs with them that year when he got traded. He was from the Columbus, and then he got traded to the Kings. Yeah, 2013, 2014. He comes in. He scores 22 points in their in their cup run in yeah. 26 games
3: yeah they probably don't win a cup without that's, gabrick
1: that's absolutely hilarious because the carter trade was columbus to la too <laughs> thank columbus you columbus is just giving
3: LA cup, Jesus
1: <laughs> it is directly fed la yeah. cups.
3: <laughs> no i agree that's and then i would say the ryan o'reilly trade directly led to st louis winning the cup too like ryan o'reilly he won the con Smythe, um and he obviously you know he added. The- First-line center that Buffalo needed, that number one guy, matchup guy, one of the best defensive centers in the league. Um, I don't think Chicago ever really made a big trade to kind of win them a cup. Um, they didn't really add anyone to their core players or anything like that. They had to get rid of players, if anything, <laughs> to keep going. Uh, so, yeah, that was, I liked all those answers. Good good. thinking, Ty. Um, mm-hmm. you guys want to talk about the Stanley Cup final predictions? Ty, we kind of did it
1: i, I want to say something to oh, ty. Yeah. ty if you sat at if you sat at a desk you wouldn't have to like scramble on
3: your yeah phone. you could have a computer. listen i don't have one <laughs> you
1: could have a computer right in front of you man type
2: it i don't in. have <laughs> one you don't have a
3: desk
1: don't, you don't have a computer i have a computer i don't have a
2: desk
3: who doesn't have a desk <laughs> <Not true. laughs> you
2: want to see my room Dude, no you're we're not, you're not right
3: now <laughs> like why don't you have a desk like a normal human being I, like where I work, been.
2: and not in my room. You're so weird, dude. Okay. My room is tiny. Ask Luke; he's been in here several times. Actually, wink, Luke. wink.
1: I, I, I see. If you live on your own, like you don't need a desk in yeah. your room. But like when you're when you're at someone else's, it's Bruh.
3: not living in your own. Bro, I legit I don't
2: have any space for a the desk. desk you don't room. have a desk. I don't have space for a desk. My room is my it bed, is. and that's it.
3: Figure it out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what else there's okay we'll talk about a little bit about um
1: i, I just want to say something about eric's university. oh yeah that's
3: exactly. what i'm gonna the
1: say. tininess of <laughs> his, the tininess of his rooms and he still managed to have a yeah. desk i mean his bed was kind of a cot like a prison cot <laughs> but he had a desk
3: yeah but eric's like <laughs> eric is
1: five five i'm like a foot taller than him <laughs> Okay. First of all, he, he didn't days. he didn't have a desk for the first first four months no, was, it? No, it was like two year.
3: months Ooh. It was, no it, because it wasn't like winter winter when we went and got it it was a funny story though because they made me all they all like made forced me to go to ikea with them one day
1: <laughs> but how long did it take me to make it because i feel like it's laid on your floor for a bit no i think you
3: guys made me make it that night didn't you
1: not true. I don't uh, know. Anyway, <laughs> I don't <remember. laughs> back to hockey.
3: Stick to hockey, guys. Um, Stanley Cup final predictions. I'm going. Cup Lightning, Colorado, because I just want to see it happen. I think it'd be the most fun series.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: Um. I agree. Ty, you go ahead? I agree. You think I so? Think,
2: yeah, I think Colorado's the best in the West, but um, uh, I I also like Vegas. I could see Vegas making another run, mm-hmm. but uh, Colorado's my choice and in the East. I hate to say it, but it might be Boston again, Boston or Tampa could go. Yeah,
3: I, do, I don't see anyone I, taking out Boston or Tampa.
1: I, I, I'm thinking uh, this might be a little biased because I just listened to uh, a podcast that had like a beat reporter for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I'm thinking Pittsburgh and uh, Colorado. Pittsburgh um one of the biggest problems with Pittsburgh is they come into a playoff with a bunch of injuries, no time to rest, but they've had so much time to rest. Like it's honestly ridiculous how much time they've had to rest. Um everybody else has too, but like Pittsburgh's one of the most benefited teams from that cuz they have so many injury prone guys. Um so I think I'm thinking Pittsburgh and Colorado. That's a good point. I, I could see Pittsburgh doing it too.
3: Yeah, especially because they have a lot of older guys that benefit a little bit more from mm-hmm. the rest than yeah. younger would mm-hmm.
1: too. Like Melk Melk and Latang, it all depends. It all depends if like uh, Murray can actually. It's play Jari who's going
2: to play.
3: Well, you don't you don't know either that one, yet, right? Like it's a new season. Either one, one of them up. can take over that starting spot. I th-
1: I think it might be Murray to be honest, but. Yeah, That was what the reporter was saying. But... Yeah, the
2: Penguins have their core set. You know, they got uh, Crosby, Malkin, Aston, Reese, and Marino.
3: <laughs> the core, core <laughs> players, dude. You forgot, uh... oh God, I forget his name now.
2: Oh, Teddy Bluger! Teddy Bluger! Bluger, as well.
3: thank you. <laughs> I was like, "Who's the cartoon guy?" The cartoon guy. <laughs> uh, if anyone's watching, go look up Teddy Bluger saves the world. It's really, it's really entertaining if you haven't watched it. But I'm sure most of you have. Um, okay, final question, and then I think we can we can end this, um, or maybe two more. We'll see. Uh, how long do you guys think it will take voters to start embracing analytics? So obviously, with baseball, it took probably a decade for your fans to kind of admit that oh, these things are actually pretty useful and they do a little bit better, a little bit better of a job of uh, assessing players. So obviously, Martin, you don't really follow them much at all. So I think it's going to be interesting to hear your perspective on it. And then uh, follow what? What? Yeah. analytics like so baseball when did they start probably 90s right was when they started to get kind of popular um maybe the 2000s, early 2000s.
1: well no billy bean was like 2002 or something yeah so, so, so or...
3: analytics first started popping up in baseball in like the 90s when uh bill james wrote his book on uh, math on baseball mathematics mm-hmm.
1: But no one in the MLB like used it.
3: Yeah, not to like any. so anyway, so then we'll say Billy Bean in the early 2000s he embraced it, and then from there it probably took another what like five years for most of baseball to kind of get to get it together, maybe another ten years, and then that's kind of when the fans started jumping on too, right? And I think when did Moneyball come out? Early or late 2000s? Well, 2010, think, uh, 2011, 20, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So let's say 2010, so, and then after Moneyball, I think that's when it kind of everyone started to fully embrace it. So it took kind of 10 years, give or take. So, where do you think what do you guys think about the NHL? I think some
1: people probably still haven't fully embraced it, but besides 2011 for Moneyball, I think, I
3: think for baseball, the majority have now, right? Because I think. I think it's hard to yeah. even admit that they can assess players better than the stats do, considering that every single baseball GM is a stats guy now. Base- like, all of them are literally stats base- guys.
1: But baseball already had a huge amount of stats yeah. that you went off in the first place, right? So hockey,
3: like, for a
1: long time, didn't even have like blocks as a calculated stat. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's true. Like hockey did an awful job as, uh recording anything.
2: In my opinion, I think it's easier for stats in baseball than it is for hockey because I hate to say it, baseball is more of a game than a sport, right? I, I, I don't mean to take offense. I don't want to say that baseball is like at, baseball at, players aren't athletes or anything like that because it's a tough sport to play, but it's not as physically demanding. It's not as random as hockey is right it's it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to predict the future mm-hmm. and getting on base right that's important and and mm-hmm. catching a ball like uh, it's a little bit easier than 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 kind of the random there's not not as much randomness as there is in hockey
3: yeah well i think there is a lot of randomness in the sense that like once you get to the playoffs it's random but the regular season there is i think there is a lot of randomness in baseball i just think that it's such a long season that the randomness kind of Gets cut out. Like if you made the NHL season 182 games, or how how many baseball games are there? 162. 162, not 182. Um, if you made the NHL season 162 games, you would m- be much more likely to predict who's going to lead the, in the NHL standings by the end of the year. I think if right? the
2: NHL was 100 and 162 games, the players would die.
3: Yeah, that is also very factual. They would be so – actually, you might not even be able to tell who would win because you don't know who, what players would be replacing. Who would
1: make, who would make yeah.
3: it. Well, yeah. even baseball, like, they have a ton of injuries too. Like, pit, they have to rest pitchers after, like, a quarter of the game, and then they have guys who come in. Yeah.
1: Pitchers only play, like, 20 Yeah, games. like,
3: because they, they're going to blow out their arms, dude. Like, we, we were playing spike ball yesterday, oh, and no. my body is so sore <laughs> right now. Dude, i, I we were trying. throwing a
2: baseball. I threw a baseball twice yesterday. In my, <laughs> yeah. I got a Tommy John surgery. We,
3: we were practicing how far we could throw a baseball. So I like launched one of them. And I swear my arm hurt for like 20 minutes after. Yeah, and you
2: threw it like 20 feet, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I threw farther than it you. Us That's us all that matters. Good,
2: right? <laughs> we are peak athletes um, right here.
1: I, I think... I think to get back to your question, I think um, for it fully to get bought into will take a long time. But I think NHL teams, for the most part, are pretty much already. Yeah. In. Most. NHL well, teams. I was
3: talking to one of the guys from one of the analytics companies that uh, contacted us, and he like it's basically confirmed that almost every single NHL like NHL team now has an analytics department. Like I think every NHL team does now it's just about how much they use mm-hmm. them like some teams are very into it whereas some teams just aren't so i think
1: i, I really yeah w- i really want to talk to a player yeah uh and
3: i think it'll be interesting to talk to a coach too because the coaching side is where the data will come in it's not the players right it'll be the coaching it'll be tactics It'll be strategy.
1: No, for sure. And I think that's sure, where, I
3: like. like, obviously for a player, 100% I agree with you. It'll be super interesting to talk about them and like, see the way that they see it because they're fully embraced in the hockey culture, right? So we have a couple NHL players that follow us. read our stories and everything. So there are obviously some NHL players that are 100% in. Or even if they're not 100% in, they pay in attention. attention. Yeah, agreed. Agree. That's, that's, uh, that's a better wording there. Um,
1: some some players are more uh, students of the game uh, than others. Right, like right, uh, McKinnon, McKinnon's comments about who he thinks should win the trophy. Uh, the uh-huh. heart, um, Panarin, was his vote. Yeah. It's always interesting, like when the heart is different than the Ted Lindsay, because the Ted Lindsay's the voted by the mm-hmm. players. So, um, I think that's kind of showing that. Uh, and then we'll probably win. Yeah. At yeah. And <laughs>
2: um,
3: anyways, so we're almost out of time. So last last question. question, Tortorella and his comments. I just learned about these, but apparently he said that uh, he doesn't mind or he's not against people kneeling during the anthem anymore. Uh, we all know in 2016 when the whole Kaepernick situation is going down, he was very very against it. Like you said, Martin, he had a, he has a son in the military. I-
1: His exact words were, if anyone sits during the anthem, they will continue to sit the rest of the game.
3: Yeah. But now he's kind of switched his tune. I think it's interesting because it just goes to show that, you know, some people are very willing to listen and learn and adapt and change their opinions, which I find...
1: Oh, he's exactly... Yeah. He's exactly what people say aren't going to learn or Mm -hmm. listen.
3: Exactly. Like, I I would have never thought he would have changed his opinion. So I think... I think that gives me yeah. a little bit of hope. If I'm putting on that Eric positive hat, I'm saying, uh, you know, if, if he could change, then I think a lot of people could change. So that's kind of my final I, I think that's,
2: I, I agree with you. And I think that's the whole point of things, right? You want people's opinions to change, right? And he came out and he said he he's Ooh. changed his mind and he accepts it and, and he understands, right? And I think that people can change. Big, and I think people can learn, right? And isn't that yeah. what we want?
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. The biggest thing is he said, they're like not, he doesn't think they're disrespecting the flag, anymore. not the flag, the, but like the country and stuff anymore, um, which is the original.
3: The like I already school. liked Tortorella and now I just love him. <laughs> Basically, yes, like, I like him a lot more.
1: Because uh, it takes people like him to speak like that for other yeah. people to say, okay, I'm going to change. Or you. at least
3: open up their minds to considering the other side of it. Because he was a soul against it too, right? Like like you said, he was just going to bench guys if they did it. So, showing. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he's probably going to ream them out. Ream
3: them out, bench them, bench him, kill them. Him. I don't know what the hell he's going to do. <laughs> no matter what, he's still always going to be that crazy dude. <laughs> Bag
1: skate, Bay- skate him for an entire practice. Or yeah. Something.
3: But anyways, uh, that's all we all have. Right. Uh, I think we're all good. Um, thank you for joining us for episode I want to say 15 of talking on 15 the podcast. yes I got it right um, thanks for joining us and uh, new episodes are released every Friday so uh, and this episode will be released Friday too I guess too so uh, thanks and uh, bye.
1: if you know any hockey players send them our way we want them on the yeah, pod that too. but they have to be like OHL CHL or higher.
0: Thank you everyone so much for tuning into this week's episode of Talking Hockey. You can follow us and stream us on Spotify and Apple and anywhere else that podcasts are available. Please leave a rating and review on Apple as it does a lot for the podcast and share our podcast with your friends. And post clips on Instagram and tag us on it for a repost. You know, we're always looking to grow our podcast. If there's anyone that you think we should talk to or any other podcast that you think we should collaborate with, please let us know. We're always willing to uh, open up our audience and and try to expand. You can follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey, and you can also find us on Twitter, which will be linked in the description below. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and I look forward to uh, next week's episode.
2: J.B. Weld, world's strongest bond. Pros have trusted it for over 50 years. But uh, why hire a pro when you can J.B. Weld it? J.B. Weld makes it easy to do yourself. We're proud to have J.B. Weld Adhesives as a sponsor. I personally know the owner. Hung out with these guys down at the uh, car show there. And um, I have all their products. What can I say? DIY projects, good auto stuff, crafts, plumbing, marine, all the applications. I use a product to fix Sonny's tennis shoe, save myself some money. Stromer used it to fix his tray on his wet saw because he's doing some tile work. Different product, but all made by JB Well. JB Weld just acquired Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner, has you
3: covered, JB Weld, right, Dawson? JB Weld is available at JBWeld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. JB Weld, world's strongest bond.